Late Night Conversations with Patricia Antuli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. This part of the program is not suitable for sensitive listeners and for anyone under the age of 18. Note that the views expressed on this show are not that of the station or the presenter. Closet Conversations. We are within the closet and that simply means that we should be welcoming our A-team guest who's a, an author, award-winning author. Her a book, Bear, has brought about a very great uh, reviews. And uh, yeah, there's another book that is her recent offering, Liwa, uh, which is uh, quite an yeah. interesting one. Jackie Pamuza is on the line. Welcome, Jackie. Good evening. How are you? I'm strong. How are you? surviving baby <laughs> excellent excellent let's continue surviving that's what we must do okay so revenge porn when a relationship ends hi my daughter what are we oh. doing to each other oh my goodness things can turn really sour when a relationship ends um we have seen countless um media reports and social media postings where People post people's nudes and they post pornography and they share that content with other people in in efforts to maybe sometimes try to get the attention of the partner that they're leaving or to revenge them, to say, okay, if you leave me, I'll expose your deeds to the world. Um, Especially in in, in situations where if the content is moved around in in circles where people will know quicker or their work colleagues will know quicker, almost trying to damage the reputation of the other. But in other instances, you find that it is not the the partners themselves that leak the information. It could easily be a friend who's spiteful or it could be um, a situation where maybe your phone gets hacked and then that content is used and then people, maybe the person who's hacking you is trying to get maybe money out of you, which is extortion. Um, But when we look at it from a perspective of partners sabotaging each other once the relationship is over, that's where you get um, the revenge porn, as it it were, in terms of legal terms, where now you are forced to, to protect yourself or get legal counsel when somebody exposes your your private activities online. <laughs> and we've seen a lot of videos uh, on social media making the rounds of uh, people, um, you know, uh, doing the deed, having sex or uh, their private parts. Even politicians, prominent people, business people um, yeah. have had this done to them. And and my question is always, where, where do you get the guts, the grits to actually share such things with even your partner because phones are easily hacked if your phone breaks you're going to take your your phone to a repair shop and it's, it's on your memory so it might not be your partner it might be whoever you left your phone at so where, yeah it could just be negligence you know where are we adults getting the grits because I mean, i've never done it eh? whether in marriage out of marriage where, where, Jake, where do you people get the guts? And A-teamers, I'm asking you as well. Where do you get the guts in, in these times of technology where anything and everything is accessible to start even doing these things? Well, relationships are, are quite the thing because people get really comfortable in relationships and sometimes 
they want to explore their sexuality, they want to explore different things in the relationship, and then some someone amongst the two the partners would, would, would suggest, okay, let us create a sex tape in hopes that it's for their eyes only, and I, I'm not sure if they do discuss um, the part where to say, okay, are we going to look at it for our enjoyment or are we looking at it to sort of better our sex life or we are giving each other pointers. I'm not really sure what the conversation there is, but you get so comfortable with someone that these things happen more often than not. Um, I honestly can tell you that I've had one. I don't remember having Wait, you've had one what? Ah, be open, Jack. You've had one what? <laughs> I've had like uh, a little thing, like like images, sexual images, right? Um, but it was not a case of we are doing it for public, obviously. It was, okay, we are in a great mood, we're in a great place, we're on holiday, this is what just what we're doing. And then for some reason, we just never deleted it. But the fear in me, reminded me every single day that I've got an image like that that I need to find a way to delete. (laughs) (laughs) So you get so comfortable with someone and you want to explore new things. You want to try out new, whether you you introduce sex toys or anything like that, but it's it's the level of comfortness that brings you closer to this person because now you are able to talk about things, you're doing things. But what gets sour is when the relationship ends and one of the individuals feels the need to sort of embarrass the other. Um, oh, yes, like you were saying earlier on, yes, you take the phone to repairs and unfortunately somebody uh, at the repair store sort of sends themselves the images and then leaks it. Um, or it's honestly just a case where you just lose your phone and then people are able to open your phone and somebody finds it and they just share it. Um, but it's honestly comfortability. When you're comfortable with someone, you end up doing the craziest things. They do say that relationships change people. Things that you never thought that you would do, you end up doing because of how a person makes you feel and the experience that they bring to the table. There are a lot of people who are very adventurous. They can go to a different country and hold, shoot a whole sex tape. They can go to even a different province or a hotel and try to experiment with different things. So it comes from you being comfortable with who you are engaging with at the time. Well, I know it's it's being comfortable and confident in your own body and so on and so forth, but uh, call me old-fashioned. I will not venture into those waters. I don't have the threshold of anxiety that you <laughs> have experienced, Jackie. I mean, you are saying now that now, in hindsight, you're like, yo, these must never leak. I mean, I can't. I can't. I, I would faint. <laughs> I would faint. So you know when I, you know when I felt like my heart was in my knees, it was when I, I had forgotten my password and I had to go back to the store to sort of fix my iCloud and stuff. And I remember this guy saying, "Can I download whatever's in your phone?" And the one thing I remember is saying, "No, delete whatever <laughs> is in that iCloud. <laughs> delete." Everything wiped it out. But it, the, the, the sheer embarrassment of, of anybody finding out, I mean, even if it's your friend seeing your sex tape, that is just not even holy ground. You would just be so embarrassed. But the fear of somebody putting it in a public domain where the world sees it, that is horrifying. Especially when you think about 
the, the job opportunities that you might lose, your reputation, um, if you're a church person, the congregation, what those people will think, your family, or even other people even go venture out and do sex tapes with people that are not even their partners, whereas they are married, but they went and did a sex tape with Makwapeni, you know, a slave queen, somebody on the side. So those things are truly damage relationships and reputations. Um, but for young people, young people just do the craziest things sometimes, you know. You find that they, they've got all of these images and videos and then this thing comes out and they think that in the near future it will not influence their work environment or job opportunities or bursary applications and they do have these things lying around. Or even they would post um, prerogative pictures of themselves online not thinking that that is regarded as, as sexual um, activity online, they're not just seeing it. It's like when you post your breath. So for some people, it's like, oh, great, you're liberated. But for a company, that, that those kind of behaviors fall under sexual, um, sexual behavior online. So when you think of sex tape and how easy it is to have it. It is so easy. I promise you, five seconds is all you need. You don't need a whole hour. You need five seconds. And a piece of your face or a piece of an identifier, a part that we can easily identify and we know who exactly is, that is, that is it. You don't even need a whole hour. But unfortunately, these things happen where you find a partner who becomes revengeful and leaks that content in the long run. Hey, teamers, uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear if you've been um, adventurous and you've gone out there on the World Wide Web. Please remember, World Wide Web, uh, by using your phone or whatever it was to record parts of your body or take pictures and send to someone or even as you're having sex, as you're intimate, saying, I was, and, you know, it ended up going pear-shaped because someone decided to be revengeful. If you've done this or if you've been in a situation like this, please call in. Let's hear from you on 011-714-2006 or you can WhatsApp 614 SMSs go to 41391. We're in conversation with Chaki Pamudze. Good evening, Patricia and uh, the guest. I actually ended up having to resign over some time from my previous job due to, you know, a relationship going wrong. Um, the person I was dating at that time requested me to send her a picture of myself. And I did that straight after my workout. At, I was working at a, at, a, at a gym at that time. So I took well a half naked picture and then I sent it through to her. But the phone was pointed towards the, the, the mirror in the change room. So as I was taking the picture, there was a gentleman walking just behind me as you, in the change room. So he was also half naked. So he did sort of appear in that image. So when things went sour, she took that picture, um, then uh, used it against me, reported me to my boss. And then my boss um, uh, asked me to speak to her to, to sort of uh, retract her complaint. But because uh, my boss um, didn't do anything about it at the time that she wanted the matter to be dealt with, she then threatened to escalate the matter to the regional boss. So my boss was going to look bad. So my boss had to give me a final written warning because of that. Um, so 
that had my back against the wall and then um, due to a strike I think a couple of weeks later I could not be on time for work because I was using public transport so with me having a final written warning and having to get another warning now for late coming I ultimately had to resign so that was very very sad for me and I actually realized that you know relationships can take a turn off the worst so so yeah that's my story Sakile and join us back thank you Sakile, one thing I'm going to say, I'm seeing your profile picture here and I'm not going to share it with anyone, but yeah, I understand why she asked for the half-naked picture because my oh my, I'm a biceps, my brother. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Jackie, nonetheless, Sakile went through an ordeal. But he's um, lucky that the, the, this particular person only sent to the boss to, you know, uh, mar his reputation, but she didn't put it out on the web. That is extortion as well because Anyone who breaks the revenge law porn, um, the revenge porn laws in South Africa is fu- and found guilty um, for distributing or sharing any revenge porn will face jail time. A lot of people are not even aware that it's illegal. You can literally pay up to 150,000, close to a million rand in, in fines or go to jail for a good six to six to three years for, for such behavior. So in her doing that, she knew exactly the, why she's doing it, there was a huge intention. Number two, she knew exactly where to direct it to, knowing that it will hit his pocket, he will lose his job, ultimately losing his reputation. And unfortunately, it's so bad for the gentleman because he had already had previous um, convictions for behavior. That's why he had a final warning at work. So for him to even get to a point where he resigned, it must have been extremely bad. But we must be careful in sharing content when we are happy with our partners. It does not even matter if you are doing it to entice each other or you're flirting or it's just, oh, okay, it's just a good time. Maybe if I it's a half, half-naked picture, it's fine. Nobody will see it. Or even if I crop my face. But there are some identifying elements, especially to people who say, okay, but my face is not in it. But if everybody has a unique body. Some people have unique tattoos on their bodies. Some people have a unique body structure. So even if you cut out your face, there are elements of your body that will sort of identify you. For example, I have very distinctive tattoos that a lot of people know. And because I post bikini pictures, I post my arms on social media, so people can pick up my tattoos. They know exactly that that specific tattoo belongs to Jackie, regardless of her face being there or not. But we know the tattoo, also because it means something to her. So it's easily identifiable. So we might send pictures where we are happy, we are at the pool, we are in the shower, and you send that to your partner, not thinking that in six months' time or even in a week's time, that same picture could be used against you. You know, Jackie, I'm so cautious to a point where video calls, I don't do video calls unless we are at that personal, personal level. And I, my video calls are dressed. But obviously, you know, they'll screenshot the video call and that time yes. your eyes are puffy. But, and you're in your yeah. nightgown and it was not intentional. But then they can twist the story. I don't even do video calls unless you I agree. and I, I are also, that close. I also just don't accept video calls. Um, you find people... You give them the, your number, you talk for a while, and then out of nowhere at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, they video call you. And you're like, goodness, 
video calls should actually be scheduled. You should actually ask for permission for to to, to call somebody via vehicle um, and see if they're in a, an appropriate space and it's the appropriate time. And also, yes, I do agree with you, the relationship that you build with someone um, doesn't always necessarily allow you to video call them because other people don't want their homes online. Because as soon as you uh, you screenshot the conversation or the, you have a recording of maybe their home, themselves, them naked, and they're on a video call, and you share that, that is equally revenge porn because they are in their naked state when you video call them and you record that without their knowledge, then you distribute it. You know, it's an invasion of privacy again, once more, which is also, uh, that it also has its own um, illegal implications because now you are invading their privacy by recording that conversation without their knowledge or that video call without their knowledge only for you to share that. So we must be extremely um, careful when we do take calls, especially things like video calls, where things can be screen recorded and you're not even aware. So it's not even only the case of you sending a, a video or a picture, but people record the calls as they call you. Let's go to our anonymous A-teamer. Good evening. Good evening, uh, and, the, and the guest there. You know, these things do happen. Um, I once did that, and then we had to shoot some few videos <laughs> at some point. And then it, it was so it, it was okay with us because you know sometimes when you continue you watch others other people's uh, naked bodies and or the pornography end up being uh, focused on them and then your mind focused on what you have watched but when you watch your own it makes difference but uh, later I realized because of this uh, technology that we have today that it, it could be like it, it was just a a weekend thing. We just sat and watched that oh this is us. And it helped for that particular weekend. But after that we, we had deleted it. And then one last thing that I would read like relationships of today, many cannot say they are doing it. Many are doing it. And like you will find that the husband is there, married to his wife and they are walking by the the, the, the mall. The husband is walking majestically when somebody has the the video and the pictures of his wife somewhere else. So many, many husbands, they should know that they, their wife, they might have some, there might be some videos and pictures somewhere kept by the ex. Mm. I'm not just saying this because of speculating. I have seen others. Hey. My friends have the videos and pictures of their ex, their ex is married and then their husband is walking majestically there by the mall with the wife. Hey. <laughs> so this thing is happening and people may not come straight. They are shooting this food. We are shooting. Hi, Anonymous. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And I, I, I think we all need to be aware of this because at the end of the day, if you're going to be re- revengeful, um, yeah, there are penalties. There is a law around this. But I, guys, I, but there, there is mm-hmm. this other uh, uh, woman wrestler. She got married. And when she got married, I, they were so happy. And all of a sudden, uh, after three years of marriage, there comes the, the, the video of the, the, the wife having sex with two guys a very, very well-known wrestler and then it, it ended the marriage like that so this thing is happening uh, husbands you must know anytime if you, you you're not careful your wife pictures might be somewhere else
Anonymous, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Bye-bye. Jackie, it's bad. It's really, really bad. <laughs> it's really bad because sometimes what we see also is that maybe one of the partners in the relationship tries to sneak out and have a little um, getaway with somebody else only for that other individual to be recording the conversation without this man or woman knowing in a hotel. Um, and then months later, you wake up to a sex tape and you ask yourself, how did this happen? But people set up cameras, they set up webcams, they set up their phones in hotels or in their homes where they know that the other partner has is married or has a, a, another partner. And as a source or as a way of keeping their side relationship going, they will record all, all of these things. And when the one partner wants to leave, they will say, but you know how much information I have on you, so therefore you can't leave me, you know? Um, and then they get stuck in those relationships because of that kind of evidence. When they are shot without knowing, um, images and videos that are taken in hotels, in, in Airbnbs, and you're like, goodness, I, I was not even aware I was getting recorded. So I do understand what he's saying, that some exes might even have such recordings on their phones, but they didn't know it was being taken. So this A-team says, hi, says Pat, why should people shoot sex videos in the first place? I keep asking myself the same thing. You're not getting paid for it. Technology can really go pear-shaped. I mean, Jackie, even if it's not revenge porn, right? So you've got these explicit pictures of your vagina or your penis or you and your partner doing it to this video and you are part of a professional group on uh, whatsapp or your your work group or your church group and by accident you know how these smartphones are yes. by yes. accident you send like really no i'm not i'm not saying don't have fun. I, I, as Patricia, am not saying don't explore new things, but explore with, within parameters that you can stand because there are people who've had revenge porn put on um, social media and they committed suicide. So are you aware of the repercussions? Are you strong enough? I wouldn't do it because I know my anxiety levels, but because of my personality, they're weighing a corn. Should anything like that happen? I mean, I wouldn't, I would, I, I'd be anxious. I'd, I'd be a bit embarrassed, but I would dust it off and continue with life. <laughs> but others don't have that threshold, but they still no, continue people, to be to, to play Russian roulette. Other people cannot take it. Um, immediately when something like that happens, they, they do honestly commit suicide. Um, they do the, the craziest things because of panic and embarrassment. Um, remember when lockdown started, there was a lot of videos circulating of people who were on webcams. They were walking around naked thinking that the, the video is disabled and it's just audio. And you, we saw that, you know, because a lot of people are not even very skilled when it comes to technology. Um, we, we see mistakes happening where people are in Zoom meetings only for them to realize two minutes into the Zoom meeting that the camera is on and their partners walking around naked in the background, or they are filming themselves in bed naked, fondling with somebody, thinking that the webcam is off.
Phew, yeah, I remember those videos. Even some prominent people, we won't mention names. I'm going here now. Uh, Miss N in Naledi Soweto says, Good evening, Manduli and A-teamers. I liked the question you asked earlier when you asked, where does one get the guts to do so? I once did it. Um, I was. It was a weekend. I had one too many drinks that night. My then partner asked for the explicit image. I sent it, but believe me, I hated myself for it. Um, I felt so dirty, but fortunately, she didn't do anything to dent my character. Like you said, Angie saw they learned my lesson. So no, yeah. um, it, it's very tricky, you know. Um, you can think that you can trust the person with your content and images and videos, and some people pretend to be who they're not, and you're thinking, oh, okay, I can trust this person, and only to find out that they've been gathering all this evidence, and then one day they will sort of try and extort money out of you, um, extort um, assets out of you. There are a lot of people in marriages where one day they wake up to messages being sent to their partners to say, are you aware that your partner is cheating? This is what they're doing. And they've got all of those videos. So under no circumstances should you be comfortable taking any sexual images and sending it to the next person. And let's talk about uh, the perpetrators. I mean, legally, there is a law against this, uh, revenge porn. Um, and, and, and the perpetrators are can be charged quite harshly. I mean, apparently if uh, a victim is not identifiable on uh, the particular revenge porn, then the perpetrator faces two years in jail or pays 150,000 rand uh, as a fine. But if the person's identified, then the perpetrator could spend four years in prison or pay up to 300,000 rand as a fine. This is, this is serious. It's a serious, it's a serial criminal offense, um, but people take it very, very lightly. Um, they think that it will never happen to them if they think that um, people cannot be identified online. It's so easy to identify a person online, especially when you've got their images and they're in those uncomfortable positions. Um, but because of our, we are so naive, you never think that it will happen to you, you still think that nude. When somebody says, ha, just send me a picture, just send me a little video, or let me take a video of you, I'll delete it. You naively think that they will protect your reputation. They will never harm you. But you also don't know where that content will end up. So rather not send anything at all. Rather not send anything at all to protect yourself because the next person has no guarantee of protecting you. Anything could happen with those images. Even if it's not directly from them, but anyone else can leak the pictures. You can accidentally send your own pictures and videos into a WhatsApp group, and then they start floating. Um, there are people who have sent their own sex tapes into school WhatsApp groups, where mm. it's their children's teachers in the WhatsApp group, and they're like, goodness, I was not even aware that I'm sending it, or it was part of an attachment that I was sending you, but I didn't think that I was sending you the wrong video. So also those elements of self-sabotage where you've got this content and you send it to WhatsApp groups yourself. So yes, for perpetrators, there, there is harsh repercussions um, and there is jail time. But what if you send it yourself? <laughs>
<laughs> you know, that, <laughs> let's take a bit of a break. A team is we talking revenge porn when a relationship has ended. Uh, like I said, I mean, my side is no one has any bits of my body anywhere. I don't take such pictures. I don't take such videos. And uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd rather keep myself off those streets. I believe that intimacy is private between the people who are involved and no one else should share it. And yeah, it's better in person, right? It's better in person. It's better live. virtual. But if you have experienced revenge porn or you have been the person who perpetrated it let us know 011-714-2006 or 0614104107 that's for whatsapps or 41391 sms's here there and everywhere SAFM 104.3 FM in Rustenburg Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Closet Conversations. Well, uh, here's an SMS uh, as we talk revenge porn when relationship ends. This one is from Mike Banks who says, It's just that, (laughs) translated in English, uh, sex gets you drunk. Maybe that's why you do it. You do these sex tapes and you want to be frisky. You want to have fun. You want to be saucy. But there are repercussions if these videos or pictures leak. Uh, this one from Farai. Farai says, Patricia, I'm very, 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 very comfortable taking sex videos with my wife because there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Even if they were to be publicized, I wouldn't mind too much. Farai, I salute your guts and confidence. Um, I hope your wife feels the same way too. <laughs> and uh, this one says... Well, Patricia, I think Batu Habana Dishong, I mean, Mudim Ukai, what has the world turned to? The Bible says, love yourself. I am speechless. Uh, and this is from Tabo Umtong from Zone 13 in Spooking. Jackie Farai is, 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 I think, his boss here. <laughs> because Farai says he doesn't mind. Yes, there's a lot of people who are honestly very comfortable. Um, it's a very fun and risky um, way of opening up to your partner. Um, people also want to see their own performances. They're just, they're just people who just like watching themselves. It gives them an, it gives them an ego boost. They like um, having those memories of their sexual encounters. Um, like the gentleman said, is very comfortable with it and doesn't mind. Um, that's if you know you've got good performance in bed because I mean, imagine if you really sucked and you took videos like that and your friends saw it and they're like, dude, what are you doing? So, um, yes, they have people who are extremely comfortable and they don't mind at all. Um, but what does it do to your reputation? Um, if you say you don't care if the world sees it, then so be it. But there are people who are really reliant on their reputation for, for an income, um, for, for whether it's for a school, um, a job, future job, um, also just reputation as an individual, you know. Um, you don't want people to see you in a certain light. But for those who are comfortable, kudos to them. Because, I mean, if your ego is that big <coughs> and you want the whole world to see it, well, then why not? 
Let's, <clears throat> let's talk about the victims. I mean, if you've been a victim of revenge porn, how do you how do you deal with it? Goodness, um, like we said earlier on, a lot of people resort to committing suicide. It's the shock, it's the embarrassment, it's the shame, it's the damage it causes. Um, there are things that you cannot take off the internet. Once they're out, they're honestly out. Five, ten, fifteen years later, things can still be found. Um, we saw it with a couple of ministers who lost who lost their jobs because of revenge porn. Um, we see it with educational institutions where things are done and students are let go. They're, they're, they're taken out of the system. So for, for a person who's going through that, it is their legal right to find, find counsel, um, also to get psychological help because it can be a very depressing um, process just to get into the court system. Um, just for your self-esteem as well, you know, going back to the world, showing up and showing face again, after that horrible ordeal. Um, but other people also lose marriages. So marriage counseling is important when something like that comes out. Um, but most importantly, getting legal advice to see how can you stop the perpetrator from escalating what they've already done. Because it could be one video, two videos, three videos. They could leak that daily. you know. So get counseling, get the legal advice, and also just remember that, yes, it has happened. It's not the end of the world. You cannot just decide to kill yourself, you know. There are ways of dealing with this type of situation um, to also make sure that the perpetrator pays. Um, there's also civil civil claims that you can get. You can sue for something like that. and They can pay you for what they have done to your reputation. Yeah, I think the... the making sure that you get the legal recourse is very important Jackie because yeah. at the end of the day it's 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 going to at least give, give you a sense of justice but those videos are out and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it once they're on the internet they're there for good um but that also will damage the reputation of the victim i mean and also limit some of their opportunities absolutely um it might not honestly be your fault that a sex tape was taken of you and it was eventually leaked. And even if it, you know about the sex tape, but it doesn't give them the next certain the right to distribute that content. Um, but it's very important to act swiftly and act quickly when these things happen because it can get into the wrong hands. And once that is done, it will move around quickly. So get the legal advice that you need um, find a team that can help you um, and make sure that once you're in relationships, people don't take NDAs seriously. If you feel like you cannot trust anybody, make them sign a known disclosure agreement so that you know, even if it's conversations that you share, they are not allowed to distribute any information without your consent. So try to also look at those kind of things when you go into relationships so to make people sign NDAs. It's a common thing now. Um, whether you're a public figure or not, for reputation's sake, make sure that you present that option to your partner, especially if you know that you, you hold your reputation to high regard. Um, even if it's a mere text. Some text, sending somebody a text can, can actually also make you lose your job, depending on what you say in the text. So NDAs are an in thing. People are accustomed to it now. 
It's easy. You can find a simple template on online. Make make adjustments and make your partner sign it so that anything that you guys share together is protected by that contract. Non-disclosure agreements for sex, it's getting rough. Yeah. Any kind of involvement. Because some people also sign those things because of the businesses that they're in so that you don't share the information that is discussed in the relationship, especially people like advocates and and, um, criminal lawyers who deal with a lot of high-profile cases. Sometimes they share that information with their partners only to jeopardize jeopardize their own cases. So it does not really matter in what profession you are in. Anybody can um, make their partner sign an NDA for whatever reason to protect the information that is shared within the relationship. Even if you know that you're not having sex tapes, but to protect the reputation of, of your, your, your conversations. This A-teamer says, I was cheating with my ex-wife's close friend. Like, she was videorizing everything, and later yeah. she will send me the video. One day, I was chatting to my wife at the same time while I was chatting with this friend of my wife's. She asked me to send her the certain video for her, uh, our son's birthday uh, party. I accidentally sent her the video where I'm making love with a friend. Yeah, things go oh went to hell. Goodness. I lost everything. I won't do that mistake again. We learn from our mistakes. Here's a voice note. Good evening, Sispet. I wouldn't mind, even if my naked photos can be leaked in public. I wouldn't mind. It will only last for two days or a weekend. As long as you got the confidence, confidence of who you are, no matter how people will think, oh, we saw you naked. Yes, how big I was. Maybe they are still. But, you know, even on our celebrities, we got some leaked naked photos. That thing didn't last long. Uh, only last for a week or so-called, yeah. So if you are a married person, you're gonna need your uh, support from your wife. No, baby, let's put that thing behind us and move on. Show how strong we are. That's when your partner needs to support you, no matter how public so you whether they show you naked or whatever you gotta have self-confidence simple as that good evening self-confidence but uh, your job prospects your reputation it might last only a, a week but on on the hype but it's always on the World Wide Web. We will search and find Andres in Kwakwa, Mapuna Puna, and and we want to hire you, but we can't because, well, Andres can't keep himself private with the private matters. Jackie, let's wrap up our conversation. Um, just a comment on the gentleman's um, opinion. We might say things will only last for a day or a week, but... It takes a split second to damage your reputation, the reputation that it has taken you 20, 30, 40 years to build. And such behavior, regardless of how confident you are, will damage aspects of your life. Yes, you might take it lightly because you might say, oh, but my body is good in that video, my what? But it's the job, it's the lives of the people who are also involved in the video, um, it's the livelihood, the income that is damaged 
And unfortunately, those kind of things stay online, regardless of where you go in the world. You can go to a different province or a different country. If one person Googles your name and they find that, you might not get jobs for life, depending on what, in what career you are in. So guard your reputation with your life, because that's the only thing you have towards your name. Um, but I think a lot of people have um, different kinds of experiences, as we heard throughout the show. But I would honestly advise not to take six videos under any circumstances. Yeah, and for those who decide that they're going to use the sex videos against others, Nizoboshwa, you'll go behind bars or you'll be fined. Anything between 150,000 Rand to 300,000 Rand. Uh, I mean, I don't have that money, so I'll never be revengeful like that. But if you know that you've done such, please retract your actions. Jackie, it's been such a pleasure. Tell us how we can uh, interact with you on social media and how we can get our hands on those uh, exquisite books of yours. Um, so there is a specific book that I wrote about social media and, and, and aspects of revenge porn. It's called I Treat What I Like. That is also available in stores. People can get it from Take A Lot. And then there's a series of books that I've written by the likes of ba- the best series. And most currently, I've just released a children's book series. It has, it has nothing to do with revenge porn. It's just stories for children. And that was released a day ago. Um, people can get those from exclusive books, bargain books, and take a lot. And if you're there looking for me personally, they can go to my website, JackiePamosa.com. Easier. Um, in other easier platforms, you can find me on social media, Jackie underscore Pamosa on Instagram, and Jackie Pamosa on Twitter and Facebook. Excellent, Jackie. Always such a pleasure. Thank you for joining us.